Hello and welcome to episode 16. In this episode, we will be discussing insulin analogs and concentrated insulins. We will be going over an ADA review article published in 2016 entitled An Overview of Concentrated Insulin Products. So it's very important before we begin talking about concentrated insulins to understand that all types of insulin exert the same exact effect on their receptors. The difference in different insulin formulations is that their chemical structure and complexity is changed to prolong or shorten the duration of breakdown or diffusion of the subcutaneous insulin deposit into the bloodstream. For example, in lisproinsulin, they changed regular insulin amino acid structure by replacing proline in position B28 with lysine, hence the name lispro, lysine, proline, lispro. In aspart, the proline at position B28 is replaced with aspartic acid, hence the name aspart, aspartic acid, proline, aspart. This new structure of aspart and lispro allows for faster diffusion time of 15 minutes from injection to onset of action compared with the 30 minutes that you get with the normal regular insulin structure. In the FIASP insulin, which was approved in 2017, what they did is they added nicotinamide, which is vitamin B3, to the normal aspart molecule, and that helped it diffuse even faster, and they cut down the time to onset by 5 minutes compared with aspart insulin. Now, the reverse concept is also applied to regular insulin to make it last longer. For example, in NPH insulin, protamine is added to regular insulin, and this adds an extra step in the insulin dissociation from their molecule. So, you know, the protamine has to be broken down, and then the regular insulin will need to be broken down into monomers and then diffused into the bloodstream. And this prolongs its duration of action to approximately 12 hours. Now, in glargine insulin, they actually changed the amino acid sequence at position A21 from aspargine to glycine, hence the name glargine. And this new chemical structure of glargine makes it very unstable unless it's in an acidic environment. So when the glargine is in its uh, liquid form, it has a pH of 4. But when it's injected under the skin, the less acidic environment of the body makes glargine quickly turn into microprecipitates. So for the body to absorb it, it first has to break down those microprecipitates and then break down the insulin molecules from the hexamers to dimers to monomers and then it can be released into the bloodstream. And this happens very slowly over many, many hours, which allows for glargine to be a once-a-day long-acting insulin. Now, in terms of concentrated insulin, there is no change in the actual amino acid sequence or the chemical formula. It's the same insulin, it's just in a more concentrated form. So, before we begin talking about concentrated insulin, we have a question, and today's question is, which one of the following statements is true? 
U500 has similar pharmacokinetics to U100 regular insulin. U500 insulin has longer duration of action compared to U100 insulin. U500 insulin has quicker onset peak action than U100 insulin. Or U500 insulin injections are more painful than U100 insulin injections of the same dose. And the answer here is that U500 insulin has a longer duration of action compared to U100 regular insulin. Why is that? So, while one unit of U500 is roughly equal in potency to U100 insulin, however, the pharmacokinetics are very different. In order to prove bioequivalence, Clinical studies must show near-identical pharmacokinetic parameters like area under the curve and the maximum plasma concentration. However, most concentrated insulins, with only a few exceptions, are not bioequivalent to their less concentrated parts. Why is that? Well, since concentrated insulins have a smaller volume per unit of insulin, the insulin droplet deposited under the skin has a very small surface area, and thus the speed of diffusion of that insulin particle from the droplet into the surrounding tissue and into the blood is reduced. And this usually results in a more prolonged, dampened effect with a smaller peak. This means that the pharmacokinetics are different and so bioequivalence cannot be proved for most concentrated insulins. Now, this dampened effect can actually be useful in some cases. For example, when they compared U300 glargine with U100 glargine, one study showed reduced rates of nocturnal hypoglycemia without worsening of the A1C control. And that's because the peak effect is dampened. In that study, they required a larger amount of U300 insulin to achieve the same A1C control. From a technical aspect, the concentrated insulins also have several advantages. First, in patients who use large amounts of insulin, let's say 70 units of glargine a day, and the glargine U100 pen holds 300 units, that means that every fourth day, their glargine pen will have 20 units of insulin left in it. And the patient has to decide whether to discard the extra units or administer his insulin in two different injections. That's even if they remember to carry an extra pen. This often leads to insulin wastage and reduced patient's compliance. So using concentrated insulins can lead to less wastage as there is more insulin in the pen. For example, U300 glargine pen holds 900 units, and so there is less need for frequent pen changes each month. Additionally, injecting a smaller volume of insulin has been proven to be less painful. Also, in patients who have hand arthritis, who also inject large amounts of insulin, the plunger depth of the U100 insulin can be quite high and can be uncomfortable for the patient to extend their thumb very far. 
So using concentrated insulins allow for a smaller plunger depth and less discomfort. Additionally, the maximum dose to be administered from a pen of U100 insulin is usually 80 units, while for concentrated insulin, this can be up to 160 units. This can sometimes reduce the need for multiple daily injections of long-acting insulins. So all of these factors were shown in studies to improve patient experience with the use of concentrated insulin. Now, when we talk about U500 specifically, U500 is a very unique form of concentrated insulin because its pharmacokinetics are really vastly different from the U100 regular insulin counterpart. The U500 insulin um, can have an onset of action in 30 minutes, depending on how much is injected. It peaks within one to three hours, but the duration of action is slowed so much that it can last 8 to 12 hours. This makes it behave in a similar fashion to a 70-30 insulin. This allows for the U500 insulin to be injected as a solo agent in either twice daily before meals or three times daily before meals as a replacement to both short and long-acting insulin formulations. The way we titrate U500 insulin is similar to the way we titrate 7030 insulin, in that if the pre-breakfast sugars are consistently elevated, then the pre-dinner dose can be increased by 10 to 20%. And if the pre-dinner sugars are elevated, then the pre-breakfast U500 dose is increased by 10 to 20%. Now, the dangers arise when patients use concentrated insulin in a vial form, and they use a U100 syringe to draw up the insulin. This can lead to giving three to five times more insulin than desired. So this concludes today's short episode on the use of insulin analogs and concentrated insulins. In the next episode, we will be discussing hypoglycemia associated with insulin use. Thank you for listening.